Welcome to We Still Got the Podcast, featuring spiritual studs and MC, baby. Hey, friends and fam, want to welcome you to our latest episode of We Said That the Podcast. I am the spiritual stud. And I am MT, baby. And we're going to talk about hope today. We know we're in a, a kind of a new normal, um, something that we're not accustomed to. And a lot of people are losing hope. A lot of people are losing patience with their children, I being one of them. <laughs> but, you know, there's always hope, right? Yes. As Laverne and Shirley, Shirley used to sing, just what makes that little Olent think <laughs> he can move a rubber tree plant? Everyone knows an ant can't move a rubber tree plant, but he's got what? High hopes. That is, <laughs> we're dating ourselves, but I used to love Laverne <laughs> Shirley, and now they come on logo. So, we're going to go ahead and let MT get started, and I'll jump in. Awesome. Well, for those of you who don't know, uh, I actually have a degree in mortuary science. Yeah. Um, don't use the degree. That's another story for another <laughs> podcast. But <laughs> today, I thought what would be helpful um, is always in times of doubt and despair, it's always important to empower ourselves. Yeah. And some of the ways that we empower ourselves are with knowledge. And the other way we empower ourselves is with encouragement. Yeah. So um, I know that when in the school, when I was going through my education, one of the things that we studied was the Coover Ross scale, or not scale, but the Coover Ross um, five stages of grief. Okay. So when I say the word grief, a lot of times people think, oh, well, that only applies to death. And in this new, like we said, new normal, um, yes, death is definitely can be a factor for those that are dealing with this coronavirus, but there's other ways that we grieve, and there's other things that we grieve over. Um, we may be grieving the loss of our job or income or, you know, a lot of things that are different that didn't used to be that way just weeks ago. Right. So... I just wanted to go over the five stages of grief and kind of let you know where I'm at. Maybe, maybe spiritual stuff will let you know where she's at. Yeah. <laughs> and let you know that this is absolutely normal. Okay. So one of the first stages, um, and, and these stages don't happen always in order. Sometimes they go one before the other. You know, there, there's no like, so you have to go through this stage first. So one of the stages is denial. Oh, man, we were just talking about this. <laughs> it's a lot of people that are in denial about a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and denial, unfortunately, can make us stagnant and make us not be able to move forward. So um, in denial, like, for example, I think... For the first week that our state was shut down, well, my city was shut down, 
um, I kind of was numb to everything going on. Um, I don't, I wasn't in denial about what was happening, but I did feel a denial about like my job and being able to go back to work. And I was like, eh, they'll probably shut us down for a couple of days. But every day it was like new updated information until it led to the shutdown. So I know I definitely have felt denial in parts of everything that's going on. Um, how do you feel about denial? Um, I really haven't denied any parts of it. Um, the only thing that maybe I was like, well, you know, I am considered an essential employee. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, you know, at first they were like, well, you guys are going to go home and then you're going to come back. You're going to switch off and switch on. And um, I was like, well, cool. But now I'm like, I'm there all the time because I use my computer for what? The podcast. So not enough room to do what they want me to do on it. And so I was kind of um, thrown off by that. And I think I'm still in denial. I'm like, okay, I'm going to give me a, a hard drive. And I'm drop all this stuff on it, and I'll be at home working. Because I'm pretty sure if these people don't get it together, we're going to be locked down for real. So I'm not in denial about anything. I think I'm more kind of listening to people's attitudes and watching them really not Mm -hmm. obey, really being in denial. Mm -hmm. And and more like, oh, we're going to get locked down for real. Yeah, you know that's that's where I am. Um, I think because it hit our family twice, Mm -hmm. I'm not in denial about the seriousness of it at all. Mm Mhm. Yeah. One of the other stages um, of the five stages of grief is anger. Um, Anger happens to be like my go-to emotion. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel angry a lot about what's going on. Yeah. Um, and I feel angry a lot that people are not complying, uh-huh. you know, with what they said. People aren't taking it seriously. Yeah, yeah. Um, which leads to frustration. Right. You know, and so I definitely have felt, you know, anger. How about you? Let me tell you. Okay, Uh-oh. I take calls. Uh-oh. Right? <laughs> I take calls... Because, again, I am essential and I am a person that people call to complain about businesses that are not in compliance or why are people on the golf course or all these people were at the park or all, you know, just people were walking and they weren't six feet apart. And, you know, it's just ridiculous. And then there's no enforcement. That irritates me so bad. But I, 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 I can't talk. That's how bad mm-hmm. I get. I get so mad. It's like, I understand when these people call me, the ice cream truck is driving down our street, and you know all the kids are going to run up to the ice cream truck. <coughs> Excuse me. And all they're going to do is, you know, they're going to bunch up, and they can't even do six feet without... I mean, in order to give them ice cream and yada, 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 yada. And I called the police department and they told me to call you. And then I'm mad. I'm like, you know what? I am not the enforcer. Mm 
The police right. department is supposed to be enforcing this. So that's the right. point of my anger because every day people are calling me. Every day people are calling me about these non-compliant businesses, about businesses that shouldn't even be open, but they're open. I mean, let me tell you, I'm going to just jump through this little story in here. Sure. Some guy, I'm not going to say anything, owned a beauty supply store. Now, we know all the hair salons are closed. Right. So the beauty supply store is open, and the police actually went out and talked to him. He called me and asked for a piece of paper saying that it was okay for him to be open. Now, you tell me. Sir, I was like, sir, no, it's not. He said, but what I told them was that, you know, African-Americans need stuff for their hair. And then I'm I'm selling, you know, stuff for masks and stuff like this. And so that's how come I'm still essential. Mm. I want to say you lied to the cops because that's exactly what you did. Right. Exactly what you did. So, yes, I I, I get angry every day. Every day. Mm -hmm. I, I have to listen to gospel music. Or on the other hand, I drink a drink. It's one of the two. I'm not going to even lie. It's one of the two. Every day. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. One of the other stages is depression. Um, I know I've had a little bit of depression. I've been busy. I'm keeping myself busy. So I think that keeps it at bay. Mm -hmm. But I've definitely seen a lot of friends and, you know, co-workers and stuff going through the depression part um, component of this and that is like I said it's also a stage of grief and loss Yeah, you know because you don't know where your next money's coming or how fast it's going to come or how you're going to pay bills or rent so that is definitely something that is a real concern for people and you? Uh, no 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 depression here just anger I live in anger mode uh, mm-hmm. I, I but you know I do worry about you yeah. And I'm like, I, I talk to them about you because we talk about hairdressers. We talk about, yeah. you know, they call me and talk about how am I supposed to make it. And I tell them, you know, I got a friend. I know I'm not there, but I know mm-hmm. I understand. And really, I'm sorry because there's nothing I can do. Yeah. yeah. You know, I tell them and then they want to call and say, well, can you help me get unemployment again? That's not me. Um, right. But I do hear it, mm-hmm. you know, on a daily basis because they just don't know. And right, and really right. none of us know what's going to happen. Sometimes, I mean, they turn the lights out in our building while we're in there trying to save mm-hmm. money. So I'm like, uh. <laughs> wow. You know, what are we getting ready to do? And, yeah. mm-hmm. and so for me, it's like I got to hurry up and get the external hard drive because I don't mm-hmm. know. They can say, well, you're going to go home, but you have to use your time. And that's mm-hmm. when starts, stuff starts hitting me because, you know, my family, my mom, my wife, everybody kind of sickly. My my kid, when yeah. they didn't have daycare, she, you know, she was out. And so I'm using time. And then I got to think about, oh, my God, I could be actually having to sit until I got my computer together. Yeah. So that's that's where my mind is right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely a concern. <clears throat> yeah, one of the next stages of grief is bargaining. 
Um, and bargaining is basically like, okay, well, I, for me, in, in this scenario that we're going through, it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to go out today. But in two days, I know i got to go to the store because I'm out of this, this, and this. Yeah. You know, it, it's that uh, one thing for the other. You yeah. know, I'm like, today I'm going to make, you know, a couple masks and... Uh, I've got a couple of gloves left, so, you know, how can I trade off and be the most effective with what I have and, you know, like, what is really necessary anymore? You know, like, oh, yeah. do I need to go to the store for something or do I just want it? You know? Right. Um, I, I have a crushed ice addiction. Yes. And the Casey's that's, like, up the street from my house, which is gas station, they have crushed ice. And so I'm like, okay, well, I ain't got to worry about gas stations closing. I'll always have access to my ice. <laughs> and then I go into Casey's like two days ago, and they're like, yeah, no more fountain drinks, no more ice. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> oh, okay. wow. They shut that down. They shut it down. Oh, my god. So, you know, I'm like, it, it's not like hugely important, but it's a comfort thing for me. You right. know what I mean? So thank goodness Sonic's still open. Sorry, yeah, Sonic is still open. Can you get I'm your bags? Can you get your bags? I can get my, yeah, I can get me. I got me a bag of ice. <laughs> so I don't have to, like, panic about that. But just the reality of, like, that's a new normal for me. I can't go up the street, you know, which yeah. is only, like, a couple of blocks from my house. Yeah. And the ice anymore. But, and, you know, what? I almost appreciate it. Because yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's people touching you right. like, when I go in, I got on a glove and a mask, and, right. you know, I'm very careful, and I'm sanitizing when I'm done, but I know that not everybody else is doing that, and I right. got to handle the same cups that they got, so, yeah, I, I actually kind of appreciate it, yeah. but at the same time, it did kind of make me, like, bargain, like, okay, well, how, on a scale of one to ten, exactly how important <laughs> is this to me, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, that's definitely an issue. Um, and the last thing is acceptance, okay. you know, and when you move from all these stages into acceptance, which the other stages can be turned around, yeah. and you can skip stages, you don't have to go exactly through them the way it is, yeah. but um, definitely acceptance is close to the end of the grieving process, Yeah, and when you get towards the acceptance, um, then you can just look at what you have. And you go, okay, I have this and this. I know what I need. Um, I know where I'm at. I know how I feel. And identify that I'm accepting things for what they are. Yeah. And when we all get there, hopefully, <laughs> uh, <man. laughs> then that's the part where real, real healing can come in. Yeah. And so, you know, I didn't have a lot, but I just want people to know wherever you are is okay. Yep. You know, there it doesn't have to be a set way. You don't have to go step by step through this process. Right. What you feel is normal. Um, however you feel, that's normal. You know, it's gonna be kind of chaotic and crazy for a while and that's perfectly okay because that's normal. Yeah. And the closer you can get towards moving towards acceptance of any type of loss, then that's when like I said, the real healing can begin. Yeah. And so those are my little, hopefully helpful and empowering tips for you. Awesome. Because 
Let me tell you, except for that I had to wear a mask. <laughs> Mm-hmm. To go outside mm-hmm. and wear a mask, and today was like the first day I did it, and mm-hmm. uh, wear some gloves and just trying to operate like that. Because mm-hmm. we had to go for my mom. My mom ran out of everything, and mm-hmm. so we ended up having to go to the grocery store and Walgreens for her. And um, my wife, <laughs> after Walgreens, she's like, "This is too much. I'm gonna sit in the car." While you mm-hmm. go in the grocery store. And man, let me tell you, I was on the phone with my mom like every two seconds because everything she wanted, I had to be like, Mom, they're out of this. What do you want? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not yeah. like not like everything, but a lot of things. And then yeah. I was like, okay, they have this, but this is how much it costs. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So it is, it's a lot. And the new normal is really, it takes work. Yes. It takes work now. You can't just hop in and out of your car. Now we like wipe our uh, handles, our car handles down, right. you know, yeah. and it's like you got the gloves on when you, when you get out of the store, you take your gloves off because you might got something and, you know, it's just on your gloves. It's, it's just, it's, right. it's a lot to deal yeah. with and you can't take, like we, we were in, we went shopping for ourselves, um, yesterday and tried to go into Sam's like we had the whole family and they were like no only two per how um membership so yeah. me and my wife were the only ones who could go in and we had to send the son back out with the two kids and he was like oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but I mean that that is the new normal now and getting right. used to that is yeah. crazy. It's it's mm-hmm. it's crazy. But um, once people do accept that we have, if we do what we have to do now, this can right. end in a quicker time. But yeah. if we keep on playing around and acting like it's not real, that that's when it's really just gonna knock a lot of people off. It's gonna knock a lot of people off, and and it's unfortunate because it, it will. It will unfortunately have to take that or some people to take it seriously. Right. Um, now, for me, um, I've had to meditate a lot more because of what's going on now and de- dealing with people's emotions and everything. And it kind of it, it weighs you down. So right. Right. Um, when I started meditating, I think it was last week, I had this it was like a question came into my head. It's like, what is Corona? And I'm mm-hmm. like, what? And I thought about it and it kept coming to me. So I looked it up and basically it's that gaseous, they call it an envelope around the sun and the stars. Mm-hmm. So, um, you can only see the Corona during a full eclipse. Mm-hmm. So I said, spiritually, let's look at this. Mm-hmm. Okay. A full eclipse is when the moon is in front of the sun, right? It covers the sun. It causes darkness. Yeah. And the only thing you can see is that bright light right around the rim of it. Mm-hmm. That's the corona. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, let's look at this in this way. The virus is the eclipse. Yeah. The virus has taken over 
it's darkened everything. The only thing we can see is the light. So even though this virus has taken over everything and it's eclipsed the light, right? The light never stops shining. The sun is always shining. Even though it's behind the moon. So when we can't see beyond wearing these masks and these gloves and we're frustrated and we don't have money coming in and we're flipping out and we don't know what's going to happen with our business, it's dark. Yeah, We're being eclipsed by a virus. But we always have to remember, not saying that it takes away from your pain, because it don't. But the understanding that the sun is still shining... Yeah. That it's not totally dark. Mm-hmm. And what did you want to talk about? Hope, right? Mm-hmm. That little brightness around the the eclipse is the hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard somebody say one da- one time when I was listening to one of my many, many, many ministers <laughs> that I listen to, <laughs> or spiritual teachers, because she ain't a minister, she's a spiritual teacher. Mm-hmm. But when she said that when you look at the darkness, you can be overtaken because that's all you see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you have to remember that you always remember the sun is always shining. You know the sun is shining. You've mm-hmm. seen the sun shining. Even when it's storming above those storm clouds, the sun is shining. Yeah. And that's what we have to remember. The sun don't stop shining just because it's raining. Yeah. The sun don't stop shining just because it's a full eclipse. Right. It's just overshadowed right now. And that's where we right. are. We're in the shadow. We're in the darkness. But the sun is still shining. God yeah. is still there. The source is still there. The source never said that you wouldn't have problems. Right. And what gets me is people always say, well, God is in control. God didn't do this. Right. The wet market did this. Messing with them bats did this. (laughs) Humanity needs to start taking responsibility for what it does. And until that happens, we're always going to run into stuff. And not saying that you can't say God is there because God is there. But the control of it all, God gave to us. That's right. When God gave us free will. God gave us the control of this planet, and we are the ones that's destroying it. Yeah. And now we've let loose something that's running rampant, and it's our fault. Yeah. And we're still not taking it seriously, and it's going to keep running rampant until we understand that we are in control of this situation. Yeah. That's, that's all I got to say. <laughs> that's excellent. I mean, wow, because I look at personal responsibility right now. Yeah. And, and that's huge. Because nobody wants to, well, like personally, my partner, she is immunocompromised. She's diabetic, you know? Yeah. And she has a couple other health complications. And it's like, I don't want to be the person responsible 
for bringing home something right. that would harm my partner. Right. And so I am cautious and calculating everything that I do to make sure that I'm being as safe as possible for others. Yeah. And to me, the one thing that this has done is, you know, personal responsibility and caring for other people. Yeah. I mean, we literally have to stay home to care for other people. <laughs> right. And that's not even a hard thing to do. But because it's different and because it's a new normal for us and we're yeah. used to being, you know, we're Americans, land of the free. Oh, my God. Great. Boy, you can't tell us what to do. Yes. You know? So yes. <laughs> Yes. Now that somebody's telling you what to do, it's like, oh, everybody got a problem, you know? Yeah. But do you really, really love the people in your life? And if you do love them, which right. love is the greatest commandment, then you will do what you need to do. Right. So, absolutely. I think personal responsibility is huge. And I just want our listeners to know that we lift you up. We want you to be safe. We want you to be whole and healthy. Um, my heart breaks for all of those suffering through this illness. Yeah. Um, and that's anybody. I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, black, white, Hispanic, like anybody suffering, my heart breaks for you. For our healthcare workers. Man. And for essential workers, like, I can't even imagine what it'd be like to be a nurse at this time. Oh, you know? wow. Right. So, I, you know, our podcast loves you. Yeah. And we want you to be safe. And we want you to be whole. And we want to give you hope and let you know that we will, we will, as a species, as a people, as a planet, there's always going to be survival. But we have to learn these lessons. We do. So that's all I got. That's great. That's awesome. (laughs) We're going to end it on that note. Awesome. All right. So I am the spiritual stud. And I am MT, baby. And we's out of here. You guys be safe. Peace. Peace.